everybody. I just uh, had something I kind of wanted to share. Um, came from a night a few weeks ago when um, I was up kind of in the middle of the night and God had, he has this way of just waking me up sometimes and I really feel the urge to just pray and spend some time um, reading my Bible mostly and just it's quiet or something else up. It's always, always a good time. Um, and I'll I can go more into that some other time about what that means to me, but I uh, I actually just wanted to kind of read through John 11 here, and if you know me personally, we've had talks about God and, and uh, scripture and stuff, you'll know this is like my favorite, absolute favorite passage. Um, so I'm going to read it, and I'm just going to kind of hit a couple little spots, and then I'm going to just share my thoughts with you. So... It says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. Now you're going to, are you going to go there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because, he's, because he, the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to waken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. So, so far, um, we know Lazarus is ill. Uh, we know a little bit of the, about the connection that he had with Jesus. Um, you know, and I love this exchange between Jesus his disciples where he's um he's saying okay so you know he's he's falling asleep and and they kind of think that is oh you know so all right he needed he needed a snack and a nap all right that's that's cool no no no, no. <laughs> jesus is like no i'm gonna tell you plainly he's dead there's no life in him um and and i'm gonna go raise him from the dead and you're gonna be witness to it and how awesome is it by the way that you're here and I'm here, and Lazarus and everybody else is over here. So you know for a fact you can testify with confidence. There's no collusion. There's no, um, there's no conspiracy. You you know, you will be able to know, and, and everybody here with me now will know, um, and be able to testify, just how awesome this is going to be. And then Thomas says, "Oh, you know that their reaction is like, okay." Jesus is out of his mind, but we love him, so we're gonna follow him. And that's we're gonna we'll just die with you, I guess. You know, they just right over their heads. Um, 
All right, so picking back up at 17. It says, now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection of life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. I think it's interesting that in, she says, whatever you ask of God, he'll give to you. And she calls him the Son of God and the Christ. Um, and she says herself, I mean, she, whatever you ask of him, he'll give you. Even now, if you were here before, you would have kept him from death. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of him. Um, it's sort of like she didn't think through what she was saying, maybe. <laughs> um, and then there's also just the 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 thing about um yes I, I know that he will rise again in the re resurrection on the last day you know when, when jesus says, okay your brother's gonna rise again if you've ever been to a funeral and somebody sometimes you know well-meaning people will say things like you know oh oh it, it, it's okay you know the lord giveth and the lord taketh away or they'll say uh you know it, it, it's all right they're in a better place or, you know, you'll, you'll see them again someday if you're faithful. Or, I mean, people will say a lot of stuff to try to make you feel good. But um, it's just, it's, so it's like she's kind of reacting to Jesus' statement of he's, he's going to be risen again. Um, as it, kind of like that. It, it's, it's like, uh, you know, you're giving me a feel-good saying, God. But, but, you know, well, Jesus, you know, teacher, rabbi, whatever. Whatever you say, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, you know, that that's doesn't help me feel that great, but I know you're, I know you mean well. That's that's kind of what she's, how she's reacting. I think I don't think I'm adding too much to that. Um, but then he tells her plainly, "I am the resurrection and the life." Like, no, I mean now, right now, right now. He's going to written not in the last day, right now. Um, all right, so pick up at eight twenty-eight. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and calling for you. When she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews, who were with her in the house consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to her, Jesus, or came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit, in his spirit, and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews, the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? 
and that um, that is the gospel in two words. Jesus wept. John eleven thirty five. That's what I say. That's the gospel in two words. It's that simple. If you understand the context of Jesus, you ever thought about um, for eternity past, Jesus existed in the state that we someday will get to the end of, of no pain, no death, no hurting, no no grief, no loss, no um, no anxiety, no fears of, of any kind, any, anything bad. Um, he left that for us. Even, you know, we, we focus on the dead. I'm, you know, absolutely getting scourged with cat of nine tails and uh, humiliated and, and strung up on a cross is, I mean, that's excruciating. Like, for us, that would be excruciating. But even just a simple banging your toe, like even something that's like a, a mildly uncomfortable chair, it to God who has existed in eternity past, experienced that for us. He's existed in perfection. And even those things, that that that's beyond our comprehension, how painful even just a splinter, you know, could be to God. Um but Jesus wept. You know, the, the Almighty, the creator of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the I Am, wept with his people. And all these things are coming before about um, all these people who've been walking with him, who've known him, who've said that they trust him, said that they loved him, and and, and said that they have their faith in him are just not getting it. And if there's anybody in all of history that could say, you dummies, you idiots, let me, you morons, I've told you, you know, I, I, I feel like if I was Jesus, <laughs> by the time Mary comes and just like, oh, you could have kept him from dying, or, or heard that snide remark, like, oh, couldn't he, you know, he opened the eyes of the blind man, couldn't he have kept this guy from dying, where was he at? If anybody could have just gone crazy, if, if it was me, I'd just, I'd lost it <laughs> at them. I mean, you know, I'll, I mean, but, but he wept, he cried. Like that's ugly cry. That's not just a, oh, I feel bad for you. That's like, I feel your pain. I feel your loss. He's moved in his spirit. He was moved. God, our God, that's the God we serve. That's so amazing to me. Um. And then I'll skip a little bit, and I'll just go to the very end of uh, John forty-three, or John 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 eleven forty-three. Sorry, um, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, "Lazarus, come out!" The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, "Unbind him and let him go." If it was me, I'd been like, I told you. <laughs> or, you know, that 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 meme of the, the sunglasses, you know, coming down and all that stuff, you know, thug life. I mean that that's a thug life, you know, mic drop moment. <laughs> and he's just like, just unbind him. Uh, just let him go. Um, 
but so so I'll tell you what reminded me of this. So this is like my favorite thing in the world. Um, so I was reading Revelation the other night, and and part of the reason was I mean, twenty twenty was an insane year. We got COVID, we've got Black Lives Matter, we've got uh, protests, we've got people blocking the streets, we've got an election year, and there's I mean there's oh. Did, did, did you know that the, the Antichrist is supposed to be from the Middle East? No, he's not. He's a Gentile. No, he's this. And then when you actually read it, it, it doesn't even say anything about his nationality. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, I didn't see anything in there when I read it. Um, you know, but like, oh, the, the, the COVID vaccine, it, it's the mark of the beast. You better not get it. Um, and, it, you know, so I mean, just all this insanity. People who are just, you know, wear a mask or you're Satan and other people saying you who are wearing masks are Satan. I mean, people, <laughs> people are losing it. Um, and, and it's just a, a crazy, crazy time. And the one thing that I didn't hear was, you know, read revelation, read revelation, but no one was saying read revelation to the end. And that's what I did the other night. And, um, you know, so I, I did. I read read about the the mark of the bees. I, I mean, it was middle of the night, and I was tired. And I couldn't like study it or anything. I just was just reading it, kind of just to read it. And but I get to the end, and it starts talking. I mean, not long after the mark of the beast, and and you're literally if you refuse the mark of the beast, you're allowed to buy or sell, um, which pretty much means you're going to starve. Uh, and and uh, so you know the. <sighs> The, the dragons chained up the you know you start reading about um, Babylon this great mighty city that was uh, you know, up on a hill is out people are it's just it's it's burned to ash you know the the merchants are sad because they can't do any any um, selling anymore in, in that place and they think of how great it was but now it's like and it's um, I don't have it queued up. But I mean, it was like in an instant. It, it said like just within an hour, if, if I'm reading that. Don't quote me on that. But I think that's actually what it said. It was like literally in an hour, within an hour, Babylon. It's just this abrupt out of nowhere. Um, and then rejoicing in heaven. And so anyway, I'm sure, you know, I've grown up in church all my life. And, and I've heard it from more than one pastor who just like, you know, I don't know about your Bible, but mine says in the end we win. You know, um, <laughs> and 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 that's the amazing. That's like, that's so cool. Yeah, we win, guys. We win. It. And I'm not saying like absolutely fight for what you believe in. Fight for, um, you know, racial equality. Fight, I mean, fight against some evil things that are happening in the world. By no means, just sit back and say, oh, you know. Um, it's not like when, when Jesus said, well, the poor will always be with us, but you know, you don't always have the son of man. So it's not like you just like, oh, we'll always have poor people. Who cares? No, I mean, <laughs> we should, we should love others and we should try to, to have kindness and, and respect for everybody. And we should, we should, um, we should work to make this world now, we should bring the kingdom of God here as much as we possibly can. But in the end, it's it's not about being a citizen of the earth. It's about being a citizen of heaven. And um, and it just kind of made me think, man, is that's what we're doing today? Is 
Because God has told us straight up, right in his word, in the very end, okay, he's going to reign forever. And, and all this that we see around us now, all this hurt and this pain and this turmoil is, is done. Um, it's over with. But it also just hits me so hard that God loves us so much. He's such a cool God. Like, if you've ever talked to a teenager, I've done a lot of youth ministry and stuff, and I'm telling you, it is hard sometimes um, to listen to, you know, the the 16-year-old, 15-year-old, oh, we've been dating for like three weeks, and they said a no to this other girl, and I just don't know. And, you know I think the wedding's off. I mean, you know, I just I think the wedding's off at this point. Yeah, you're just kind of going like, oh, my gosh. I know I was like this when I was this age too, but golly, you know, but that's kind of, I mean, that's sort of like, you know, like us going, God, uh, my back hurts or God, I can't find a job or anything as insane, like anything is as, as difficult as like, um, you know, I, I lost my limb in a war, which is a horrible, horrible thing, or, you know, or I lost a family member or, or, you know, horrible 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 things in this in the the grand scheme of things in light of eternity god could just very well sit back and just be like none of this matters none of this matters at all um but he doesn't you know it, it reminds me of this this kind of cute story i tell about my childhood pastor who um i i don't i have no idea how old i was but um, I had just learned how to to count to a hundred, and um, so I was very proud of this. And I sat down next to him and said, "You know, guess what? I know how to count to a hundred. And he says, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." And then I said, "See, one, two, and I'm sure I made like twenty mistakes with them. You know, and I, I'm sure it took me like twenty minutes, and I still wasn't done. And but <laughs> he just sat there and goes, "Yeah." Yeah, all right. And he just listened to everything I said. And that's just such a beautiful picture to me of God. That's that's who God is. That's the God we serve. You know, if, if you've given your life to Christ, um, you know, every religion in the world is about do this, you know, don't dip, don't chew, don't go with, go with girls who do, uh, give to the poor, help the needy, um, you know, pay your taxes, all, all this stuff, but our God loves us so much that things that don't matter at all, really, and shouldn't matter to him, really, if you think about it, it's God. He created everything, and, and he could be sitting back and he's like, yeah, I know, it's all screwed up because of y'all, because you ate that stupid piece of fruit, but he, he doesn't. Um, so I found a lot of peace thinking through those things in the last little while. And, you know, last, last, however long, I don't remember when this was, a, a week or so ago, but it just, God reminded me of that, that he's with us. And everything that's going on, all the trials that we're facing, um, he, he doesn't, he's not just sitting there like waiting to see if we figure it out. He, he wants to help us. He wants to talk to us and he loves us. And, and in, you know, prayer is, he just wants to hang out with us. He just wants to be with his people. I mean, he wants relationship. He could have created us as robots. Um, 
but he didn't because that's that wouldn't be a, a, a true way of having a relationship. So just just remember the next time you're thinking about it, with, with 21, 2021, let's not sit here and go, you know, oh, how horrible. I just can't wait for this year to be over. And it's so terrible. And let's just turn our, our hearts and our minds back to the Lord a little bit. And let's just think a little bit more about how we win. In the end, all this is just going to be done with. Um, but even so, our God loves us so much that he weeps with us. And that's his reaction to, uh, to our pain. Love you guys. God bless.